The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Rutherford County, Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this Thursday. Monty Hale out today. I'm glad to be with you. Uh, we've got a couple of special guests that we'll get to here in just a bit. Jeremy Schulman out of Eastern Florida State College. And you might wonder, why are we doing that? I'll tell you that, and he will tell you that when we come back. After this first break, and then uh, in the second half of the show, Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, will be our guest to kind of look back on the basketball season that just was, uh, where baseball, softball, spring sports are, and and where the Bill Blue campaign uh, is. A big announcement made just a couple days ago about Kevin Byard uh, being the namer of the uh, full facility, so that ought to be an interesting conversation. First, I want to just kind of mention some personal things to you, if you don't mind. I've got three... Very special friends that uh, have lost loved ones recently. And one, uh, John Hall, was mentioned, I think, on Monday. On Monday. Uh, Hall Brothers has been part of our uh, sponsorship team for about 40, 30, I should say 30 years, uh, going all the way back to College Motors days when Malcolm Hall, their father, was the owner. John died suddenly on uh, Saturday and uh, went to the services on Tuesday. Condolences to the family. John Hall, a great, great guy. Today, uh, went to the funeral for Louise Milligan. Uh, you all remember uh, Kittrell basketball, don't you, back in the early 70s? Most of you do, or many of you do at least. Uh, the name Monk Montgomery comes up, but uh, I'm talking about uh, Stella Milligan and, and uh, Connie Vance. Connie Vance was a tremendous basketball player there of note. Stella played on the same team. Ben Case was the head coach there as well. She, she lost her mother of... 90-some-odd years old today, and uh, condolences there. And then I want to go back to one of my really best friends ever, uh, Dr. Troy Festervan, passed away three weeks ago today. A tailgate buddy of mine. We traveled many roads together, and one I remember most specifically when Middle Tennessee played at Memphis, about oh, the late 70s, I mean, excuse me, late uh, 90s, no, I think that back to the late 2000, 2009, 10, 11, somewhere through there. When you're on to Memphis, and Middle Tennessee beat the University of Memphis. And coming home, we listened to the postgame show off the Memphis radio station. And Tommy West, who's now the assistant coach at Middle, was the head coach at Memphis that time. And if he said once, he said a thousand times, you got to run the football if you want to win. Every time the announcer tried to lead the conversation to something different than that, he always came back to the conversation. If you want to win the football game, you got to run the ball. And uh, we've laughed about that from time to time as well. Um, going back to Stella Milligan Hickson, GC, another good buddy of mine, the, the husband of Stella, uh, had a nice conversation with Bobby Huggins when, when he was the head coach at uh, Akron back in the days of, uh, I guess that would have been the OVC days way back when. Uh, so every time we see Bobby Huggins, we we come up with that conversation 
as we remember it, probably been embellished since that time with the GC and Bobby Huggins. So uh, some great friends and some, some uh, people that I spent a lot of time with the sports uh, world with. I want to mention with John, uh, an OHS Oakland High School super fan. He was an, uh, mentioned in his service. So uh, great people. I just want to mention that on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk with Jeremy Schulman from Eastern Florida State College right after this on All Sports Talk. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for only $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. This is Monty Hale for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. They gladly offer free inspections. If they determine there is damage to your roof, they'll walk you through the entire process. Find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-801-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing expert. Parks Auction, we handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett with you today. Glad to bring in a coach from Eastern Florida State College, one Jeremy Schulman. I've kind of Jeremy, I have to kind of tease the uh, audience a bit uh, why we would have someone from Florida coming on this show, and uh, we're going to answer that question in about the next 15 minutes. How's that sound? That sounds great, and Tim, I just appreciate you having me on the show. Well, our good friend Brad Richardson, a mutual friend of ours, Brad's been with me uh, for several times about, you got to talk with Jeremy Schulman, uh, an Oakland high school product, at least or partially I should say, Jeremy, but would that be about 1995? Would that, am I pretty close? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, my sophomore year at, at Oakland High School, '95. Went on to uh, uh, private school for a couple of years in uh, Nashville, and then back at Middle Tennessee for a while, where your dad is a uh, professor in the uh, criminal justice department. Still, I think. He is. He is. He's been there, I mean, 35 years, I think, and just absolutely loves it there at Middle. So you're a Murfreesboro guy. That's kind of where we're talking about. And a Murfreesboro guy that uh, has had great success at the junior college level, the National Junior College Athletic Association Tournament is, by, by the way, going on where you play again tomorrow night. Kind of explain where you are in that. So uh, we've had a ton of success. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of the rare years we didn't make it all the way to Hutch for the national tournament. You know, we've had success. We've uh, we've gone to five five times to the national tournament. Uh, we've been blessed enough to be uh, make it to the national championship game before in 2017. Uh, made it again to the uh, final four in 2018 and finished third place. Uh, we've had three different trips to the Elite Eight. Uh, this year we won 22 games, had, had a phenomenal year. We we're right on the borderline of the top 25, but we unfortunately did not get that large bid to go this year. So we're uh, just recruiting hard and uh, trying to load up for next year so we can uh, try to chase another uh, opportunity at a national championship. If I got Brad's story right, uh, you've started working with AAU while you were at middle and uh, kind of worked your way up that way. So kind of go through the path from uh, from that point to where you are now, where, by the way, you're, you've been inducted in the FC. SAA Men's Basketball Hall of Fame there in Florida, which is a quite a high honor. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, it, it, it's it's really funny because uh, obviously I remember you very well at Oakland, and most people probably didn't remember me. I was uh, much shorter back then. I was a you know solid player. I had a, had a uh, you know a, a average decent high school career, and so uh, I knew I was uh, not going to make make a lot of money playing basketball. Um, I also didn't know I was going to grow six inches after high school and become 6'9", 220, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I started coaching early. I started coaching my senior year of high school, uh, started my own AAU program, um, ended up coaching for uh, uh, 10 years, including my, my whole time at Middle Tennessee. Uh, I was fortunate enough to coach a couple of NBA players, you know, Jars Bernardo, who's the NCAA all-time leading uh, shot blocker, uh, played at Mississippi State for four years, and then played in, uh, and won an NBA championship with uh, LeBron in the Heat. Uh, Scotty Hobson, who went on to University of Tennessee uh, and had a great career there, and then uh, uh, played in the NBA uh, a, a couple of different stints in the NBA, including Cleveland and Oklahoma City. So did that for ten years. Uh, uh, loved coaching and helping these young guys get to the next level. Uh, a former assistant coach at Mississippi State ended up getting the head coaching job at East Mississippi, which is now famous as Last Chance U. Uh, I was assistant coach there for three years, and then. Uh, very fortunate we had success, and I got the head coaching job here at Eastern Florida 13 years ago. Can't believe I'm going on my 14th year next year, and uh, gave it a shot. Love it down here in sunny Florida, and you know, again, we've been very blessed with good players. We've had 59 former players go on to Division One scholarships, and currently have 26 former players playing professional basketball overseas right now. So, uh, again, just just been very blessed, Tim, with with a lot of great players and a lot of great assistant coaches to help me out. Well, don't don't be so modest, Jeremy. You've had a lot to do with that. I'm sure you have coached with, played for a couple of different coaches that I'm very familiar with. Randy King at Oakland for a while, one yep. of the very best there is in the world, and then Randy Wheel at Middle for just a short time. You said, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's funny, guys. Yeah, started growing after high school, and so I was about six five by my freshman year, and I got to know Coach Will well, and uh, he ended up wanting me to come out and give it a shot as a walk on, and I played well enough. I actually got invited onto the team, and. Uh, for a short amount of time, it was a walk-on for Coach Wheel, and and uh, it was phenomenal, and, and loved that relationship, and 
it was incredible. Just knew that uh, you know playing wasn't going to be my my career decision. So uh, just continued to decide to you know invest into coaching at that point. But uh, funny enough, uh, Coach Wheel and I have you know become a little closer over the last couple of years, and uh, I actually got to coach against his uh, his nephew here in the Florida Junior College ranks the last two years. Uh, his nephew Randall Wheel was a Division One transfer from Maine and uh, played at one of our rivals Daytona the last two years and. Uh, obviously, got to call Coach Wheel a couple times on the phone and you know talk to him about his nephew, and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, he's just such an unbelievable person. Uh, you know, those in Murfreesboro know him. Uh, not just a great coach, but I mean, just uh, just a great person, just a great person. So it's pretty cool to reconnect with him after all these years. Randy Wheel is one of those people that you just like to talk to. He's got the, the accent from the islands in south of Florida. <laughs> that uh, a very interesting guy and a very smart, very smart man. Not only in basketball, but in many other ways. Oh, I mean, he really is. And what a fascinating background with him as well. I mean, just a, just a great guy. So, I mean, he's, um, I'm glad he's been a part of my journey. Well, you've had 18-plus wins for 13 straight years, Jeremy, 319 altogether. Uh, you mentioned players and so forth. How do, how do you go about getting that? And How does it, the junior college deal work at all with the portal that takes place at the upper levels and all this uh, other NIL stuff that's going on? How does that affect, if any, way to you? No, that's great. And, you know, great question. And, and I do think it's changed a lot in the last couple of years because of the portal and, and everyone's extra COVID year. Uh, you know, for the longest time, uh, about 75% of our roster would be academic non-qualifiers. We would get the most talented players we could find in the country and overseas that just academically didn't qualify. And uh, obviously because of that, we were able to get guys that played for me for two years and then moved on to Ohio State, moved on to Oklahoma State, moved on to Tennessee, uh, uh, you know, moved on to Georgia, Florida, and the, and the list goes on. You know, because of the portal and because everything else has changed a little bit, uh, we're now recruiting a lot of qualifiers academically now. Uh, but, you know, the, the Division One schools aren't recruiting high school kids anymore. You know, they're just recruiting guys out of the portal uh, and, and transfers and, and Division One, as you see, obviously in the NCAA term is very old. You know, guys are older, junior, seniors, grad transfers, six-year guys. Um, so we're, we're fortunate now. In addition to the non-qualifiers, we're getting some really good academic qualifiers that just want to come to the junior college ranks for for you know even just one year, uh, just kind of get re-recruited, continue to get stronger, play a bunch of minutes, and then move up. Um, right now, I mean, we had three fantastic academic qualifiers on our campus in the last three days uh you know that just aren't you know they're mid-major division one players but they're not getting as many hits because of the portal and uh you know thankfully we're here to benefit from it david farrar another coach at middle tennessee had great success at junior college level when he was uh before he got here i think he was at hutchinson junior college you mentioned that uh is not national final still played there yeah it still is Still is, and then another one. Uh, Bruce Stewart was a coach at Middle Tennessee. And That's then correct. After Middle, uh, you know, rest in peace. Obviously, Coach Stewart. Uh, you know, after Middle, moved on to Northwest Florida, who's one of our big rivals, and uh, won a national championship. I think it was ninety five, ninety six at Northwest. And so there's a lot of Middle Tennessee connections. Uh, uh, Kermit Davis. Kermit Davis used to coach junior college at Chipola, also one of our rivals in our region. So uh, you know, been a lot of great junior college coaches. Uh, you know that that have moved on and uh, right there to Middle Tennessee as well. Jeremy Schulman, our guest on uh, All Sports Talk from Eastern Florida State College. Uh, last time Jeremy and I talked, we've been about 1995. If we talked at all, I guess Jeremy, I'm not <laughs> sure we did we did or didn't. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, share a little bit. Uh, 13 years at at the junior college level. Any itch to go someplace else? I'm sure with the success you've had there, you've had opportunities to maybe do something else. I appreciate it. I mean, it's uh, it's a great question. 
Uh, I've been very, again, very fortunate. I've had a lot of offers to be a Division One assistant coach. Uh, I've had some Division Two head coaching offers to move up from here. Uh, but honestly, Tim, I mean, it's a special place here. I, I think if I coach junior college in a different part of the country, I might say differently. But uh, here in Eastern Florida, it's incredible. I mean, we're right here on the beach. We're in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, obviously, we've got great weather all year round. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for our president, Dr. Ritchie, and athletic director, Coach Jeff Carr. Uh, they've invested in the program so much in my time here. Uh, it looks like a Division One campus. You know, we have unbelievable facilities. We've got, uh, I mean, beautiful luxury dorms right on campus. So, I mean, we had two recruits here yesterday, and one had had a visit to Division One Temple University, who's, you know, big-time program. Uh, another one had been unofficially at University of Miami. And both kids said our housing is nicer than the student-athlete housing at University of Miami and Temple. And uh, it's so different and uh, – it's not a knock on the Tennessee junior colleges, but again, I'm a Nashville guy, Murfreesboro guy, lived in Franklin at times. You know, you grow up in Tennessee and you just have a different perception of junior college basketball. Yeah. Um, and so I had no idea this is what it actually looks like in other parts of the country. And of course, Florida is the best junior college region in the country. Um, I mean, it's, I'll be honest, it's amazing here. It, it, it would take just the right offer. Um, you know, I've gone after some Division One head coaching jobs. I was a runner-up for a Division One job uh, two years ago. Uh, interviewed for a Division One head coaching job last year, but honestly, uh, it, it, it will probably take a Division One head coaching job for me to leave this. It's it's, it's pretty nice here when it's seventy degrees in December. So yeah, it, the 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 sports world and coaching is is fraught with the number of people that have chased the the rabbit, so to speak, and uh, all over the country and. Quality of life sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. Sounds like you're a Rick Bird kind of a guy. Belmont, yes. people wondered about that. Uh, Rick, Rick Hensel's had great success here uh, at Middle Tennessee in the women's basketball program, 24 wins plus every year. And uh, But uh, quality of life and where they are uh, seems to just keep them keep them going, and uh, there's something to be said for that, isn't there? It, it is. I'll tell you, those are role models of mine. Uh, you, know, you know, I mean, it's just especially Rick Bird. I mean, just what an incredible person, incredible coach, and – you know, when you see, when you grow up, especially, again, I'm a national guy, and uh, you grow up and you see Rick Bird, you know, do what he did and, and, and you know, uh, starts at NEI, you know, with, with Belmont and moves on to Division One. It just never, it never grass is greener. And he was, he, you know, believed in the happiness of where his feet were. And as you said, I mean, that's not how our business is. That's not how many businesses are. And uh, it's always been really motivating seeing guys like, like Coach Bird and, uh, knowing that uh, you know you don't just have to, as you said, chase the rabbit and just uh, you know if you're happy, you know quality of life, you know be where you're happy. And again, it would have to take a really good Division One head coaching opportunity for me to to leave this because my family's happy. I've got a beautiful four year old daughter. I've got a got an amazing one year old son. I've got a, a third on the way now, and uh, you know my family's happy here. So uh, don't mess with happy. <laughs> so. Jeremy Schoen, our guest, uh, the newest member of the Hall of Fame there in the state of Florida for junior college ranks. Jeremy, uh, you were at Oakland just a year, I believe, uh, but we're going to take credit for you. How's that sound? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it was definitely part of the journey, and I still, every time I, I see anything about Oakland High School, I, mean, I still have some pride in, in, in Oakland High School. There's no doubt about it. They had, had an awfully good run in football lately, and, and of course, uh, basketball's always been a strength here. Jeremy, appreciate yeah. the time always. I'm going to put you on my list. We'll call again sometime soon and uh, see if we can't catch up again. Oh, that would be great. Anytime. I just enjoy it. And just, Tim, I really appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow night. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Jeremy Shulman from Eastern Florida State College and the University 
Middle Tennessee and uh, Oakland High School for a year. We're glad to have him on the air. We're going to take a break. Chip Walters will bring you up to date on what's going on in Middle Tennessee basketball, football, baseball, and otherwise with the Blue Raiders. And then we'll come back with uh, Rick Massaro after that on All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. (laughs) No one else is talking about it at all. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Good afternoon. Still running slow from time to time west of Nashville. It's been that way for the last hour or so on 40 westbound out there around Highway 70 in Bellevue. Uh, Slowing it down as you continue all the way out into Kingston Springs. Give yourself a little bit of extra time. Now that traffic's gotten a little bit heavier in the last few minutes. Better than it was, however, on 40 east to Mount Julian. All that traffic continues into Wilson County this afternoon. It got pretty crazy out there as well earlier at the Wilson County Davidson County line. Again, that's looking much better on 40 going eastbound. Prince's Hot Chicken is K Log on to that menu. Check out the menu at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. (laughs) (laughs) Run! Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Greetings, friends. This is Lenny Farmer with the Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in Murfreesboro. If you ever had to deal with the final arrangements of a loved one, funerals are both emotional and financial. You can easily be drained both ways when you least expect it. I can help you in both of these areas by showing you the positive side of prearranging. Locking in your cost for the rest of your life will truly relieve some emotional stress at that time. Call me, won't you, at 615-893-2422. Let's talk. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, Cole. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Conference USA basketball. Right now, Conference USA is going through one of its best ever postseasons in at least the last decade and a half. After last night's UAB win at Vanderbilt, Conference USA is now 13-1 in postseason play in the three major tournaments. Obviously, in the NCAA tournament, FAU uh, has made its mark, winning two games and playing Tennessee coming up tonight in the Sweet 16. In the NIT, Conference USA makes up half of the Final Four in this year's NIT that will be played in Las Vegas, not New York, but out in Vegas. Most recently, uh, it was North Texas going on the road to win at Oklahoma State to make their way into the NIT Final Four. And also UAB picked up their third win in the NIT last night, knocking off Vanderbilt by eight points at Memorial Gym. Then you've got the CBI, which Middle Tennessee was invited to, but uh, weren't able to uh, to be able to go this year. You had Rice, who won a game and then lost in the second round, and then Charlotte, who uh, ended up winning the CBI championship last night, knocking off Eastern Kentucky in a great game down in Daytona Beach. So uh, right now. Conference USA 13-1 going into tonight's game with FAU and Tennessee in the postseason. Definitely something to brag about if you're a Conference USA fan. All right, let's check Blue Raider baseball and the conference uh, with weekend series getting started up tomorrow. Here's the way things stand. Uh, UTSA is the only or UTSA and Rice went uh, 3-0 and last week, so they're in first place. Dallas Baptist, Middle Tennessee, and Charlotte all 2-1. and Western Kentucky, FIU, and Louisiana and attacker one and two FAU and UAB are both 0-3. The Blue Raiders are in Boca Raton. They're having practice today and will take on FAU in game one tomorrow night at 5.30. Dick Palmer on the air at 5.15. Overall, who's got the best record so far in Conference USA? Well, uh, overall record, UTSA, they're at 18 and 4, which is a bit surprising. Newcomer Dallas Baptist is at 14 and 7. FAU 12 and 10. Uh, FIU 12 and 10. Middle Tennessee right there, along with Rice, with 11 victories on the year. So uh, Middle is hanging right in there in that top half of the Conference USA standings. All right, let's check softball. Lady Raiders hit the road this weekend as well. Uh, after a, a couple of we- or one or two weekends of play, depending on which school you're at, North Texas off to a five and one start. Charlotte four and two, Middle and Western both two and one. Louisiana Tech and Florida Atlantic are both three and three. FIU, UAB, UTEP, and UTSA are all two and four. As far as overall victories, Middle Tennessee leads the pack with 21 wins and 7 losses, also with 21 wins, FAU, but they are 21-12, and and they've already played uh, a lot of games. 
All right, men's tennis hits the road. Number 24-ranked Blue Raiders travel to Norman, Oklahoma Friday to take on Oklahoma at 6 o'clock Central Time. On Sunday, the Blue Raiders will be in Lubbock, Texas to face number 38, Texas Tech. And also, men's cross-country and track and field. The Middle Tennessee men's and women's track and field teams will be at the Raleigh Relays uh, starting tomorrow and ending uh, starting tomorrow and going through the weekend. You can follow along on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, that is it for today. Uh, no update tomorrow. You get an early baseball start. We'll be back with you again on Monday. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night, and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So, if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett with you today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, joined now by Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. Chris, welcome in, bud. Thanks, Tim. How are you doing on this bright and sunny day? Well, I'm doing okay. Is it bright and sunny now? It, it wasn't when I walked into the studio. It was. And I'm loving daylight savings because it's still light outside. That's right. That's right. Uh, Chris, uh, we just finished a really great run in basketball, uh, as with any tournament, excuse me, is it, with any basketball teams, Except for a precious few, it it ends in uh, in a, a tough way. Lady Raiders, twenty eight wins, Conference USA Championship, uh, ran the, the the gamut there and ran into a extremely hot Colorado team in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, unfortunate that uh, maybe that's the last thing that, we're, that some people will remember. But what a great basketball season they've had. Well, and I think as time moves on, people will remember the season. And also remember what a good team that we ran into in that in, in the tournament, you know. And and I, I've been really impressed with Colorado, seeing them up close, and they they're in the Sweet 16 and and has a chance to keep playing. So, uh, the, and they shot the ball like they 
they have it all year long. So I don't think that we have anything to be ashamed of. We need to figure out a way to win a game in the NCAA tournament and, and then win the next game and those kind of things. But I think that these girls have the makeup to do that, that they've got height, they've got savvy, they've got grit, they've got all the ingredients that to win 28 games uh, to, to be able to do that. So, so I know that talking to a couple of them here today and yesterday that they're excited and already looking forward to next year because this team was really special, Tim. They, were, they did a lot of great things. Lose a couple of really good players for sure. We always flinch when we think about the portal. You never know what might come down the road. But this team won 55 games in the last two years. That's pretty special. And you add up the guys with uh, 26 and 19 wins, that's 100 wins in two seasons for the four teams, uh, two, both teams two seasons. That's uh, 25 wins on average. I don't know if there's a co- t- uh, university in the country that can say that. Yeah, and that's really good. And, and like the guys winning 19 is really impressive when you – Look at the strength and the results our league's having in postseason yeah. events basketball. I mean, Charlotte won the CBI, which we decided it wasn't our best interest to go to that tournament this year. We had a lot of injuries and whatnot. And then we've got two teams in the semifinals of the NIT with uh, UAB, who beat Vanderbilt last night, and North Texas, who beat Oklahoma State two nights ago. They're in Las Vegas for the NIT Final Four, and then We've obviously got Florida Atlantic playing the University of Tennessee tonight uh, in the Sweet 16. So the men's programs in Conference USA are 13-1 and in postseason play, and we've beaten those teams. So we're as good as they are. Uh, So I think we can be optimistic about the future of the men and also kind of proud of what they accomplished with their 19 wins this year as well. That uh, 20th win would have been pretty special. DeAndre uh, Dishman had a, a shot close to the rim. Someone said he missed a layup. I said, no, it's not anywhere close to a layup when you got 15 guys running at you, whatever. But it was a makeable shot for sure. And uh, to maybe yeah. put the loss on FAU and, you, you know, you dream it where, where middle Mike could have gone. Right. And, you know, we feel like that, that, that we're, we're that one bucket away uh, from, from really making some history. And so – so then the question is, how do we get that bucket next year, and what do we need to do in the off season? So those kind of things, and uh, so I, I'm confident that we're going to be right back in the same kind of position, and and we're good, Tim. Uh, uh, that 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 was a good basketball team, and we had a couple guys transfer out that are looking in the portal, but we also feel like we're going to have quality coming in. And what the nucleus we have that's remaining, we're going to be good next year too. So, so I'm excited to, about both basketball programs. Not only proud of what they accomplished this past year, but also, man, it looks really bright in the future for both of them. Well, tournament play is all about opportunities. And I'm sure Rick Ensel would like that opportunity one more time to get into the, the NCAA tournament and see what can be done there. And, and frankly, uh, uh, Nick McDevitt uh, wouldn't wouldn't mind being uh, one shot away from getting into the finals of the conference USA tournament again next year too. I'd say. Yeah, we take that. We sign up on that right now. You know, and Rick Ensel is one of the best basketball coaches around. Period of gender and all those kind of things. So uh, I know he'll have that program. He's got a great staff. There's such a and our fans know this. Uh, there's such a great culture in that program. 
and and that's why they're so likable and and they're easy to root for those kind of things it's got great leadership it's got great culture uh they're talented young women uh that can really play and, and they're tough as nails and so uh you combine that with the kind of coaching staff that we have here and, and the sky's the limit so uh we look at the at that what happened in durham as a little bit of a temporary setback and and uh, not anything to hold us back for next year and maybe provide a lot more incentive for next year as well. I'm a season ticket holder for both uh, teams and uh, anybody else in the same situation. Chris, I've seen our basketball teams at Middle Tennessee in the last two years lose one conference game at home. That's that's unbelievable. That's pretty incredible. We're really proud of that. And it's really thanks to people like you, Tim, you know, that support both programs. We've got great fan bases. It speaks a, a ton for for our fans that the success we've had at home uh, because and we've got quality quality players on both sides that uh, but they get extra juice and they get energized by our fans. We can beat UAB at home. We can beat Florida Atlantic at home on the men's side. We can beat nationally ranked and right now Sweet 16 opponent in Louisville. Uh, we get these people on our home court, and we can win those games, you know, and, and it's thanks to our fans. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, my guest on All Sports Talk. Uh, Chris, uh, a question I've got and a lot of other fans have, not just for uh, you and but uh, other schools, I'm right in saying that because someone goes into the portal doesn't mean they cannot return back to their school. What is it? What is the kind of the standard policy that if, if any at all at Middle Tennessee has about that, if a player goes to portal, would they be allowed to come back if they wanted to do that? Yeah, and I've kind of adjusted our thinking here, Tim, on that. That's a great question. And when it first came out, or even like before the portal itself, like before the immediate eligibility and all those kind of things, that, that we kind of had a policy around here. Somebody said they're going to transfer, then fine. Then, then they're transferring out. That we're not going to beg them to come back, uh, and they're not going to really be welcome back because they quit on us. And that was kind of the old policy. Now I think it behooves us and everybody involved to, to reexamine that a little bit. And, and it's a case by case basis. Uh, some transfer portals are are very welcome on both parties, and others that. You, you want to have a kid that, that has done everything right to have a chance to, if they think that they can find a better situation for themselves, fine. But if they don't do that and they've done everything right, they're a good teammate, they're, they're, they've done well in school, that, that, that they're good players, uh, then we would welcome them back. And I, I think that one of the steps in that is to talk to the leadership of the current team to make sure that they want that person back as well. Sure. So that's what we've talked to the coaches about, you know, and, and to, to make sure that in that situation, because I always get our feelings hurt a little bit if somebody wants to transfer, to make sure that if we welcome them back, that that's the right decision, or if we don't welcome them back, that we're not doing that just out of pride. There's, there's logic and, and it's it's a decision that's best for our program, whatever it is, football, basketball, track, whatever it is, that that decision's made what's best for the program and not because 
it, it, we have to eat a little pride. I can't quote my source, but uh, I think I'm right in saying that last year the average in basketball numbers players lost from a team to the portal was four or better. So it's not going to be unusual, and, and, and Middle Tennessee's going to have some of that just like other schools do. Yeah, we do. I, I think that, you know, that last year we had zero men's basketball, so we kind of knew that was an anomaly. And we talked about that, and and so uh, this year we knew we'd have some transfers, particularly at the bottom where guys might be wanting uh, more playing time. So we fully expected that, and we were also a little bit fearful of the, the ones at the top too that uh, that that might want to, in their eyes, try to find a better situation. What we try to do during the course of the year is talk about what a good situation it is here that you've got playing time you've got your, your freedoms the coaches know you uh you've got great fan support we've got some nil support and austin money support so uh so there's a lot of things that are right here and so you just kind of keep pounding that into them uh but but we knew kind of that uh there was a good chance that that players could transfer out and 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 so I don't think that was any surprise to the coaching staff in terms of the numbers, just maybe didn't know who or you're hoping that sure. this one does, stays, and those kind of things. But I guess the point I'm trying to make to our fans is that that they were already, uh, you know, thinking about it in terms of recruiting and junior college and high school kids and, and possible transfers that, that our coaches were already thinking in that direction. It just wasn't, oh, my gosh, these guys hit the portal. What do we do now? Uh, it, it was, it, it's been thought about and strategized for a while. I've got to think that some conversations go this way. Uh, son, you're not going to play a lot here. You haven't played much yet, and it may be in your best interest, and we support the fact that you might want to move on to another place. Those kind of things happen. Everybody can't be a top eight or nine player. Yeah, and I think that's really entirely appropriate. And and uh, we had one in women's basketball that was uh, that she initiated that. She just wants to to play. That she's not going to play hardly at all here. And uh, so we fully understand that. And and that's a that's a it's a really good thing uh, on that. And and uh, so so there there are those and. There are others that are at the top of your roster that 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 a person's done a really good job here. So you you want them to do well. You want them to get what they want. But we also feel like we deliver a lot of what they want right here at Middle Tennessee. So if they can't find it out there, that uh, that it sits right here for them, and uh, we feel like uh, we don't back up to anybody in that regard. Let's look to the future just a little bit, Chris. Uh, okay. We talked about the home court advantage. Uh, the kids that play at Middle Tennessee in the next few years are going to have, have a nicer Murphy Center to play in, and, and certainly the football team is say, well, uh, bring us up to date on what's going on with the Gold Blue, uh, Bill Blue campaign. Yeah, and we're excited. I mean, I've been in a lot of construction meetings. Uh, I've been in a lot of fundraising meetings and those kind of things. So all that's ongoing. I think that if people have driven by campus, they've seen the tremendous progress on our tennis outdoor tennis facility. You can kind of see the the building, the the locker rooms and bathrooms, and kind of the offices for the the tennis coaches and players is being formed up. 
they're going to start putting light poles in is kind of the next step. You'll see kind of the light poles go in. So you'll be able to kind of tell where the courts are going to go. And then on the big student-athlete performance center project, oh, by the way, the tennis will probably be done. They'll be completed and ready to play in November. And the student-athlete performance center, uh, you'll see demolition on it right after the semester. Uh, so uh, the construction fence will go up like the day after graduation. And then right around May 15th is when the weight room is going to be bulldozed. And then they'll start taking down the upper deck of the north end zone. So it's right around the corner. We're going through all the logistics now, trying to move the weight room, you know, and timing it out. Uh, we're going to put it in dance studio and uh, all those kind of details that go with th- this transition. So uh, it's exciting for all of us that, uh, that when, when it just becomes more real, for everybody involved when you see the construction fence go up, and we're about six weeks away from that. Kevin Byard uh, made the news with a significant contribution. No dollar figure was stated, and I'm not going to ask you for that at all, but uh, kind of go through that process a little bit of the, the entire center being named for, the, for Kevin Byard. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's the, the weight room, the strength and conditioning room that's going to be named for Kevin. And we thought that would be entirely appropriate because Kevin's one of the hardest working players we've ever had here. We've had a lot of uh, a lot of student athletes really work their tails off, and Kevin's one of them. So, uh, given his notoriety, his accomplishments in the NFL, and then his generous gift, it was really a no-brainer, Tim, in terms of uh, naming that the, the 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 weight room, the strength and conditioning center after Kevin, and he was thrilled about that. That He's such a great Blue Raider and a fixture here in Middle Tennessee and those kind of things. So we're just hoping that somehow he and the Titans can work out their thing and Kevin retires the Titan, but I know he's going to be playing in the NFL for a long time. So we're excited to, to be able to honor him again in, in that way. And we're so excited that Kevin thinks enough of us that he, he gave us some a, a the substantial investment to, in, into this project as well. In in total, we if I understand it right, the uh, football center is sixty six million dollars and is paid for going in. The next money that's being raised over eighteen million dollars. The last count I had would be working toward the Murphy Center renovations, which will take place pretty much after the uh, student the football facility is built. Yeah, loosely, yes. That that's that's. It's fairly true that the uh, the, the sixty six million was is for the student athlete performance center, uh, and some of that eighteen it goes to it. Uh, so so and right now that is paid for. Kind of we've got a financing plan uh, on it, and so what we're trying to do is is to keep raising the money and what money we raise now. We'll go to basketball, and so if we have to use less of our bond on the football building, then that gives us more room to create into the Murphy Center. If somebody's still a football-oriented gift, like Kevin's gift, uh, then then it goes to the football, and, and that helps us extend kind of out what we can do in, in Murphy Center. So we're excited about that, and uh, we've got a busy spring in front of us in terms of fundraising and trying to get 
some more exciting projects kind of launched and done. I assume it's still on the long-term plan as a, a indoor practice facility to take place yeah, uh, somewhere in the future. Yeah, that's that's kind of phase three. So our, our first priorities are kind of to, to uh, uh, obviously get this building constructed and then really do a lot of significant renovations inside Murphy Center from locker rooms to to, to practice gyms, uh, to stands, to putting suites in, uh, to changing our concourse look, all those kind of things. And then uh, after that, and after we do the courtyard and the new parking lot, is the indoor practice facility. Okay, Chris, I'm getting a heads up that we've got to jump off there. We've got a baseball game to cover, I think it is. All right. Okay. Uh, Chris, Chris Mazzaro, thank you so much. Thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. Athletic Director of Middle Tennessee, we're going to get off the air. I didn't realize we were getting off a little early, but we are. We're going to baseball or softball, one of the two, right here on WGNS. Brian Barrett will have it for you right here. See you tomorrow on All Sports. Well, baseball tomorrow on All Sports Talk, so we'll see you Monday. You've been listening to All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. Brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing and Restoration, and Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. 